0: What's up, y'all? This is wide receiver Deontay Simpson. This is cornerback Cam Johnson. Cornerback Deshaun Getty Jr. Senior forward Zachary Simmons, and you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Colin J. Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing today? Look, I feel like you just read off my social security card. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that'd be wrong because my, okay, I have two middle names. Yeah, I know. Those, it's C.J.H. Yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, but you said J. So I don't know what the H stands for. Harris. I honestly don't even know what Harris. the J stands for. James. I thought it was John. John, that's a gross name. James that's Harris? Name. That's yep. James disgusting. Harris. Colin James Harris Mitchell. I might just restart this entire podcast so we don't have to know your full <laughs> name now. That's disturbing. <laughs> um, well, how are you, Colin? How's, how's McKinney? You weren't able to come to the game today. Uh no, I have work on Sundays. How you? You know? Yes how, how how's McKinney? Uh you know how's it? Maya? Maya is with Norma right now. Uh, okay yeah. okay. So you don't you don't even take care of your your dog? Well, it's her dog too. <laughs> uh okay okay. Well, um and you were busy on Friday, but you got to see the game on Saturday. Yep, watch it yesterday on Saturday. So yeah, I mean you're all caught up. Yeah we're here. And you're you're ready to pod with some takes I assume. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I read your I Twitter. I, I, so. know, I was going to say, I don't know if you saw like the single tweet I tweeted today. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. We'll we'll, we'll save it. We'll table <laughs> it. We'll table it. Okay. okay. Um, But, yeah, so North Texas just completed the sweep of rice. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night after the game. And <clears throat> the first game, North Texas won in Houston 79-74. to 74, And today... They defeated Rice seventy-nine to fifty-three. If y'all go back, the game was supposed. The games were supposed to be on Thursday and Saturday, but got pushed back to Friday, Sunday, after a presumed Rice. I mean, after a situation within Rice trying to push the game back a day. Um, we're not sure exactly what it was. There were some rumors that it was uh, Travis Evie, their best offensive player. They were trying to get him back since he was out the week before with um, COVID tracing. Um, but who knows. Right. at the end of the day I'm glad they had Evie because it made it a more interesting series to watch but at the end of the day it didn't matter North Texas takes the two takes the two games and uh, I I want to start with the first game specifically um I don't we don't need to recap these two I don't think um but I want to start with the first game specifically because that was the uh the head Turner in a sense right that was in Houston rice came out they played pretty well they shot the ball really well especially in the first half. They ended the game 9 of 19 from three. Rice did. Evie came out shooting well. And North Texas had to wear them down a bit. And then it came down to Javion Hamlin, who scored 30 points on 9 of 16 shooting, 10 and 11 from free throw line with four assists in 33 minutes. And that kind of told the story. Zach Simmons also had a very good game of 16 points and seven boards. Uh, Drez hit a couple big shots. It had 12 points. But if you go back to that first game, Colin, what was – I mean, your main takeaway, was it JV on Hamlet? I mean, I don't know how it couldn't be JV on Hamlet. Dude scored 30 points. Um, obviously, he had question marks throughout this whole season so far. Like, can he get back to his form that he had last year? And uh, listen, he was a difference last night. If they don't have JV on Hamlet and they have JV, the JV on that's, you know, been playing before this series, they lose that game. So he was able to close it out and, and win it for him. And, uh, man.
1: What, what well, a crazy
0: 30 points. Yeah, I do want to talk about Javion, but let's let's t- recap the second game first, and then we'll talk about the whole weekend in its entirety here. So then we go to the second game, and it was just North Texas all the way pretty much. Uh, Rice was not able to do anything on offense. North Texas just completely locked him down. And I kind of told you um, before the game, I expected the North Texas to, to beat them pretty easily. And that was kind of just based on what I thought North Texas defense could do. I was – very, very confident that North Texas had the athletes had the depth and had the guards to stick with Evie and Olivari. And sure enough, they hold them to a combined five of 20 shooting, uh, one of five from three And rice ends up shooting three of 17 from three, 37% all on the night. It was a masterful defensive performance and 10 players played 10 or more minutes. Pretty much all every player scored. I, I don't know what else you could have asked for uh, in, in that win. Yeah. Or I mean, that was a complete dismantling of Rice. They almost won by 30. Uh, I mean, everyone... Like you said, everyone got the ball. Zach almost scored, you know, his 1,000th point. Um, mm-hmm. I think at home, this team is completely different. I think that showed last night. Or today. I'm uh, sorry. Geez. I was glad that they played Rice. I like it when they played the other team on the road first. Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, just in this situation, I'm glad they played Rice on the road first and then played them in not because that Din game... After not playing well, particularly in Houston, they didn't shoot the ball very well in Houston. What did they shoot? They shot seven of 21 from three. And I I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, and all of those were in the second half, if you remember. Remember the first half, they were awful from three. Let me pull up the first and second half. In the first half, they were, oh, I'm sorry, this is Rice's stats. In the first half, they were two of 13 from three, couldn't hit anything. Second half, they were five of eight. And if you remember, I tweeted out, I said that, you know, scoring the pain is great but this team is not going to win games if they can't make open threes. Now, that's not to say they can't win games if they don't make threes. I think they can, but the open threes that they were getting were a product of A, good offense, and B, Rice's poor defense. So if you don't capitalize on those, that's where it comes back to bite you. And that was the difference in that first game was like they just started making shots yeah, from three specifically. And we saw Javion hit a couple, Drez hit a couple, and Drez is really – Like, we know we're going to get from Reese every night. We know we're going to get, hopefully, from Javion pretty much every night. Reese is that guard that they really need to produce. Drez. I'm sorry. Drez is the one that they need to produce at a semi-consistent base. I'm not even going to say that he has to come out here and drop 10 a game or anything like that, but he has to be able to shoot – Three or six from three, three or seven from three, you know, two or five from three, something like that. He has to be in that 40% range on a nightly basis, which is what we said. And he started to show flashes of getting to the hole. Which, especially in that second game, was really, really, really promising for, for me. Yeah, the fact that there's a second driving threat on this team outside of Javion is, is. I mean, we saw we saw it today, what it did to the opposing defense. I mean, it, it allowed guys to kind of sag off of other players, and then he's able to make the easy pass as opposed to, you know, kind of swinging it around the perimeter. So it, it's, it's going to be really nice to see if he's able to kind of grow into that, you know, and get more aggressive. Um, because, yeah, the, the flashes, especially in the first Rice game, were really, really nice. Yeah, we we were saying. I mean, and JJ kind of showed it today as well. Kind of getting in the paint. I mean, mm-hmm. he gets in the paint. and He's not particularly looking to score, but it just what it does to the defense. It opens it up in a lot of ways. Right. Um. I was starting to get concerned that JJ was the second best driver on this team to an extent. Oh and no, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know if it's a concern, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Drez can just do that a couple times a game, not even I'm not even saying he has to finish, but just you know, just create something mm-hmm. off the drive. I think that's a big big deal. Um, right, this, make make defenses because, move. Yeah, because you know they have Zach Zach Simmons who can obviously score in the paint and score with his back to the basket at an efficient rate. Even though he had five turnovers in the first race game and had a couple more in that second one, they need someone to create off of from the perimeter, and that's where this team is going to start to really become dangerous. Is when they start getting those drives from. JJ, Drez, or even Ruben at times or whoever else uh, to go along with Javion, that's when this team is going to be start opening up the floodgates in a sense. And that's when they're going to get back to the offense that they were last year in a lot of ways. Um, and again, like we've said before, Javion doesn't even have to be the Conference Tuesday Player of the Year for this t- team to reach its potential. They just need him to be very, very good and the best player on this team, which he was not for a lot of the season. I think so the far. word is is he just needs to be capable of doing what he did last year. And I don't think we, we believe that he would he would, he was capable up until, you know, yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I showed you some love on Twitter, you know, putting our podcast yeah. clip on. There. And, by, and by capable, I mean, like, we knew that he, he had it in him. But I mean, him able to actually, like, turn on that switch. Like, hey, I need to close this game like he did that first game. So the fact that we were able to even see that and that he was able to, you know, 30 points career high. I mean, that just shows that, yes, he's still JV on Hamlet. And I guess his new nickname is Big Ham. But I don't know about that. i i said i was i i just i all i said was i'm not calling him that that's all i said calling <laughs> that's it i just said i'm not calling it i'll stick with chef ham i'll stick with jay ham uh jay ham is probably the best one that that the that we haven't, haven't come up with i guess i'm just yeah yeah i guess whatever the team uh, the team just started creating ones uh here here's some here's a backstory. i guess is we made that uh memphis morata one that's Memphis amazing menace. Gra- wow memphis menace made, one i'm sorry just memphis American menace run. one Great nickname, first of all, Memphis Mist. If people actually would have like tried to stick with it, it would have stuck, but it didn't. But it's okay. Instead they go with Jay Ham, Chef Ham. Unoriginal in my opinion, but they're fine. It's cool. The thing that got me was I remember when we made the Memphis Menace one and people were telling me, you know, oh he can't pick his nickname. And then they go out and they post Oh, Big Ham, which is his favorite <laughs> nickname, call him by this because he likes to be called by this. But wait, 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 what? So no, no. Chef Ham, J-Ham, Javian Hamlet. All right. I feel like he needs to have a move that they call like the ham sandwich or something. <laughs> It's that, it's that uh, when he goes when he gets in the paint and he throws a pump fake and then spins and pump fakes again and spins and pump fakes again and then spins, and, and, then spins, and, and, then spins and, and shoots it. Yeah, that's the ham sandwich right there. Uh, but no one's used that yet, so don't use that until we use it, guys. Yeah, just let us make the graphic with him and a hand sandwich <laughs> like a tornado, like a clutch points graphic. Yes, yeah, <laughs> a tornado with a ham sandwich in it. Yes, okay, anyways. <laughs> anyways uh so now that Javion is quote-unquote back what does that mean for everybody else on this team Colin well I mean I think we saw what it means for everyone else it gives everyone else opportunities obviously Drez was able to play off of that and it probably took some pressure off of him just in his mind like hey I don't have to you know I don't have to try to am I doing too much am I doing too little he can just kind of play the game um we saw it open up more opportunities for Reese to get some shots off I mean he had some wide open looks um and then Zach, it takes pressure off of Zach because when Javion wasn't able to, you know, do what he does, it put a lot of pressure on Zach to have to play make. You know, they throw it to him in the post when nothing else is working, and then he'd have to make the pass or, or score. So, um, I mean, it just it it opens up avenues for everyone to to score. And I told you yesterday, yeah, they didn't hit open shots, but I was like, this offense is insane. Like, just its movement in the way that they that they do their offense is just insane when Javion is is at his at his level. I agree. I think the the main thing here is Zach Because before And this isn't to say Zach wasn't producing Because he was But it was just like Zach was the focal point of this offense Right Which isn't a bad thing You know it's good in stretches But it's like at times it was the only productive offense That this team had Right Right, And, and that so can only take we saw, you so far And now we saw Tonight against Rice was It was a complimentary aspect of the game they started fronting him a little bit more. They got really physical with him. Rice didn't double him the entire weekend, which I still believe is the right approach for a defense, is not to double him because that kind of, you just have to kind of live with it. You have to give up something to an extent. Um, I mean, unless he really starts cooking you, but that's later on I would start off with single coverage. And that's where the biggest change is for me, is that JV on Hamlet can start creating – off the dribble and off of screens, especially, which is another avenue of scoring that this team had didn't particularly have. Remember when Javion would come off screens, it was a whole lot of nothingness Yep. in the past. And now they're coming off screens, and he's getting two feet in the paint. Now, the one thing I will say, and I think we'll come back to this a couple times throughout this podcast, was I'm not going to praise this offense and say it's the be- greatest thing ever when they just played Rice, who is the third-worst defense in Conference USA, according to Ken Palm. They did what they're supposed to do. They made their shots. Javion found his rhythm, which is the biggest, biggest takeaway. But I'm not ready to say that this offense has found its gear that's going to, you know, torch everybody in Conference today. I need to see Louisiana Tech next week first before I say any of that. I'm going to disagree with you because I feel like the offense outside of Javion was already is where it needs to be. And I, we saw Javion... But what is – okay, so like you said, we saw Javion start playing well, yeah, and that meant that Zach had some pressure taken off of him. Drez, he got some pressure mm-hmm. taken off of him. Um, everybody basically got pressure taken off of them. What are we going to do next week? What are we going to see next week when Louisiana Tech is a much improved defense and can start being more physical with Javion? And I'm not saying they're going to take him away, but if he only scores 12 points and is – isn't creating as much as he wants to then the pressure's right back on Drez and Zach and, and guys like that. Well the, the difference is that Javion would hopefully you'd hope be efficient in those 12 points as opposed to in the past where he's shooting you know sub 40 or sub 35% where you know he's putting up shots and they're just not going in whereas I think that if he scores 12 points against the tech, it's mostly because he knows and then that he can't make a shot or that goes in and then he facilitates off of that. Because, I mean, whenever Javion wasn't able to do anything, like Thomas, for example, had the ball in his hands a lot in the perimeter and would have to try to make something out of nothing. If you have Javion just able to be confident and be in his rhythm, then he's going to be able to do a lot more than just score points. Can this team win if against a good team if Javion only scores 12 points? Yes. It has to be an efficient 12 points, though. But what is an efficient 12 points? That means he's, what, 4-6 six with 6-6 six six from the free throw line or something? or five? Sure, five? sure. That's, but that's not what we've been getting from him before. But how this but how is that winning them games, and how is that any different from him going four thirteen against Loyola Chicago or whatever it was, and putting the pressure right back on? Like, I feel like because if, if he's only shooting six shots and he's still getting the line, then that means other guys are scoring, and he doesn't have to force shots. Or it means other guys are shooting. It doesn't mean they're scoring. Other guys are sh- okay. Other guys are shooting, but you know, watching this team that they're not going to shoot bad shots. Do we know that against good teams? Yeah. I mean for the most part, Mississippi State, they had All a right. lot of really good shots. Uh, West Virginia, they had a lot of really good shots. They just didn't go in. All right, I'm jumping to the I'm jumping to I'm jumping the gun here. You said this team is the best team of Conference USA. Yes. How can you say that when they have beaten Rice, UTEP, and UTSA? three of arguably the worst four or five teams in conference Tuesday we're not going to sit up here and you are you've told me the last few days that UAB is not legit alright yeah, right? yeah. And UAB has played a very similar schedule to North Texas alright they haven't played anybody either so you can't come in here and say that UAB is not legit and North Texas is legit because I saw what they did in non-conference if you have a if you have a Javion that's able to, and North shots Texas and lost in non-conference. Yeah, yeah but you, you, but they were but if, anybody but they but the won. Di, but the difference in those games was was Javion, that was the difference in those games. If Javion's able to do anything he did last year, like he did against Rice today or yesterday and today, I guess, then that then they probably win a game or two from those, or they have a lot better chance of winning. Whereas UAB, you know that that's what they are. Like th- who who's in who's going to take that next step, right? Does that change? Okay, Javion had 30. All right, let's let me just play, let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Javion dropped 30. Yep. And they barely beat Rice. Yep, because they didn't shoot well from three. So that means this team is not simply based on how well Javion Hamlet plays. Well, it is because most of the time they hit the threes. This team is not a bad, you know this. The The thing is, this team is not a bad three point shooting team. Okay, but we have not seen Javion Hamlet A play well against a good defense. Except for maybe that little spurt against West Virginia late in the second half. That was it. So we need to see him play well against Louisiana Tech, play well against... uh, They play Western Kentucky in three weeks. They'll probably play UAB on a rescheduling. They play Marshall. We haven't seen them go against these guys. And meanwhile, you're saying that, and I haven't even got to the main point of why you're wrong or why you have no basis for this argument, is that fact that Western Kentucky swept Marshall... Mm -hmm. All right, split with LaTex, split with Charlotte. And if you want to talk about non-conference play, they beat Alabama. Mm -hmm. Alabama was ranked number eight in the country as of two days ago. Mm -hmm. So how are they better than Western Kentucky at this moment in time right now? Based on their resume, how can you say that? I am basing that off of the fact that they're always so inconsistent. His face, <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't know what to say to this guy. His is. face, his face isn't isn't satisfied. Listen, they can be inconsistent all they want, but a sweep of Marshall is a sweep of Marshall. Okay. A Louisiana Tech is a split is a split. Yeah, it's better than splitting UTA. Charlotte lost to a D two school. I'm I'm not. Oh, it, they beat Alabama. No, right? I know, Man. I know. So to I know. say the best team in Conference USA, it has to be Western Kentucky at this moment it has to be there's no other re- there's no recourse there's no there's nothing you can say that puts north texas ahead of western kentucky right now now if north texas goes and sweeps louisiana tech and western kentucky drops whoever the heck they play next i don't know then we can then we can talk it is way too early for this conversation right now and i did not know you were going to turn into this hot take machine that just just because we gave you that title in the conference usa football video that was so long ago now, Listen, I didn't know man. you were going to turn into that full time. I didn't. I'm not, didn't I'm not know a full time. What was the last hot take I had before this? You have a lot of hot takes, Colin, and a lot of them circle around North Texas being the best team in Conference USA. But you've been saying for the last six weeks, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, why do we have? Why do we have to raise these expectations right now? Why do we? have the to The expectations do this? aren't raised. Why do we have to do this? That's their expectation.
1: Their, no, expectation. their expectation
0: is to be very, very good. Is to be the best team in Conference USA. That is their expectation. To win the conference, to be one of the best teams in Conference USA. No, they're, they're they. I don't. Expectation is a hard word because yes, of course they would like to win Conference USA, and they are the reigning champs. Right. But a lot goes into winning a conference championship. No, a lot does go into it. But if that's if that is your goal, and if they are one of the top two or three teams in Conference USA, then they will have a chance to win a conference championship. But the chance is not what they're going for. Oh, no, of course, that's not what they're going for. But I'm just saying. Right now, you cannot tell me after the six games that they've played, and of course, I wish they could have played Old Dominion, I wish they could have played UAV, but they didn't. And so now we have Louisiana Tech, which God willing gets played. That will be a hell of a series in Denton. Just an amazing series in Denton. I cannot wait for that. How you can't. There's no platform you have, there's no base, there's no argument, there's no fundamental Cemented foundation you have to say North Texas is the best team in conference. You say, and I just want you to he- admit that you are being irrational. I'm not being irrational, it is my belief. And a belief can be irrational. I don't think it's irrational because Javion Hamlet takes the team to another level. Is that what you're saying? Javion Hamlet, yes, does take a team to another level. I will agree with you that if Javion plays at an elite level, this team. can beat Western Kentucky and be more consistent than Western Kentucky and win a conference championship. Okay. That, that's that's my basis. My basis is that Javion Hamlet is not going to be... Okay, what was the problem with Javion in the past? His shots wouldn't go in. His shots are starting to go in. If his shots continue to go in, especially with how consistent this offense is outside of Javion, this team is is the best team in conference. Okay. Well, you just added a whole lot of sequiturs to your argument. I hope you know that. You did, in what the past, sequiturs? You were, in the past, you were just saying North Texas – or in the past. Today, you were saying North Texas is the best team to come to USA. Yeah. Bar none. You didn't say anything else. You just, uh, well, you asked me, and I said okay. it was because of JV. And now you're just shooting out hot takes right now without These saying – Now you come into the podcast, and then you say, well, <laughs> now that Javion's doing this, then they well, can do Well, that's this. exactly and why. That's exactly what, what, what the reason was. Javion, on like elevates felt, a team it felt like it felt like additional steps those no that's, that's the reasoning is. those aren't there aren't steps you are... okay. I don't so understand it Felt it felt like it was more of this team is the best team in conference you say right that's what you said and then you come on here and you you're say trying, you're saying it like if as if there was like an if or like a but yes but no, that the, right now it is as this team is constructed, as they are playing right now, they are the best team in conference Tuesday. Yeah, as of these last two games against Rice. Okay, well, I have another question for you. Okay. Um. How legit is this team's depth? Oh, I mean this. I mean we talked about this tons. Uh, I mean before you had J or DJ. Who I mean, this is the thing. In the past, you just had specialists that could do certain things as your bench players. This time, you have guys that can do multiple things. We already talked about it with JJ. You said earlier, like, we're, are, we were both questioning, like, is he the second best guy that can get into the paint on this team as a guard? And he's also a defensive specialist. He can knock down to three. You have uh, Jalen Jackson, who's able to run the point and is another great defender. Terrence, who's basically like a, a shorter dang in a way, if you want to. Want to go that way, uh, Abu? When was the last time they had a backup center that could play minutes? That that were effective in in a way, you know what I mean? And it's just like I mean we saw it today, Mykel, like the athleticism. I mean, there's you can go you could go all over the place. Uh, this team's depth is crazy. The depth for me, and I agree with everything you said. The depth shows on defense more than anything. Absolutely, for me. Absolutely. So. If you remember last year, when this team got rolling in conference play, they started rolling, rolling, rolling. Their offense really hit their stride. They became like a top 70 D offense in the country. And Javion was cooking. Mo was doing his thing. All, all the guys were playing well. But the defense took a step back, a considerable step back. And that's what kind of led them to that you know late loss to Charlotte. Uh, when they beat Western Kentucky even, it was a really close game because they couldn't get a stop. The Louisiana Tech loss last year, they couldn't get a stop. This year, the defense is not going to regress. Right, the offense might take a little step forward. I'm I'm hesitant as to how big of a step forward the offense will take or can take, but the defense is not going to regress. It is a top. What I, think, I believe it's number. Let me let me see where their Kim Palm Kim Palm has them rated right now. Eighty sixth in the country. Oh no, sixty two in the country on defense right now. And. I project that they're going to stay somewhere around that 60 to 70 range for the season. Like this defense with the depth that they have, there's no getting tired the way that they did last year there's no focusing on the offense the way they did last year last year it was all right we have javion we know we can outscore people so there's a there was a little bit of lax there was a little bit of a flip i don't want to say they turned switch off but they can tone it down a little bit on defense to conserve some energy for offense and it worked this year like you said javion comes out of the game and the defense is probably better right, right. And it, James Reese comes out of the game, or Drez comes out of the game, and it might be better defensively than what they were before. And those three that I just named are good defenders. But then you come in with J.J. Murray. Then you come in, I think Reuben is continuing to take steps forward defensively. Especially really off-ball. Yes, especially off-ball. Um, if they play Jalen Jackson, who I don't think they need to play against good teams, but if they do play him for five, six minutes, that is an upgrade on defense. Uh, Terrence... I think is fine defensively. I'm not going to say he's better than Thomas Orzak, but I think he's very serviceable, but the lineup combinations that they can play on defense, make this team very formidable on, on defense. Whereas last year they waned this year. They're going to continue to get stronger. Oh yeah. I, I completely agree. Especially with, with spot lineups where it's like you have sort of situational lineups where uh, we saw it kind of in the Oklahoma game last year, where you have JV on for offense and then you switch it to, to Jalen. You can do that even more to an extent by putting you know Reese JJ and Jalen in at the same time or if you want to do that small lineup you know with Thomas at the five I mean that's that's also really great especially uh, to trap so I mean it's the, the the defense on this team is insane and Zach I also want to mention has also taken a step forward I, you don't see as much and I think that's a product of you having better perimeter defenders but he's not you know getting blown by as much or, or being caught in awful situations as much this year uh, I think I mean you you, you allude to it. Thomas is still just an incredible defender. Oh yeah. Man, he is amazing. Like I I can't I can't believe how good he is. All right, Nate, can you name the one co- team in conference you say that has a higher defensive rating than uh or a better north defensive rating than North Texas? Is it UAB? It is Louisiana Tech. Oh, who have they played? Let me see. Louisiana Tech, well, the thing is, it's an adjusted defensive rating. So, that's why UAB is a little lower down here. It's because it takes into account your opponent, quote-unquote. Oh, okay. You know, strength So schedule. Yeah, so it's strength schedule and defensive rating to an extent. Uh, Louisiana Tech, if I can pull them up. Uh, Most recent games are uh, sweep of sudden miss, split UTEP, uh, sweep UTSA, split Western, split Marshall. Uh, non-conference, they played LSU, UT Arlington, Louisiana. That's pretty much it. They didn't play too much. Interesting. No. How much higher is it? Uh, not much. It's like five spots, five spots higher. So adjusted defensive rating for North Texas is 95.4, which is incredible. Uh, Louisiana Tech is 95.1. So that UTSA game probably did it then for North Texas. Yeah, for sure. Even that first Rice game probably did it a little bit. 74 points to to rise. Yeah. Um, But that's where I think the depth is just blatantly obvious. Like, you can't watch. Yeah, you can't get around it. Yeah. The the way that every time the buzzer goes off for a substitution, you're just like, oh, okay, they're still going to be able to defend. Like, when you watch some teams, like, you know, I'm a Spurs fan, right? Last year, when you had, they had uh, these guys, Brent Forbes and Marco Bellinelli. All right. And every time the buzzer came on and they checked in, you're like, "All right, well, they are not going to be able to stop anybody." Yeah. So, hopefully they can score. No, that's and that's so, true. And that that's it's that way for a lot of teams. Like even last year with North Texas, like Rose or or DJ checked in. I'm not saying they were bad defenders cuz I think they got better as season went on, but when they checked in, it was like, "Okay, well, let's see if they can survive these minutes, right?" There's no surviving these minutes with JJ Murray with Ruben Jones. And Ruben Jones just offensively has continued to catapult himself into just being a tremendous player what did he, he had three of six uh with seven points in 23 minutes only one turnover two assists he had the lob to zach yeah he, had and he didn't step- have to shoot as much today as he normally has in the head in the past no. because of Drez, by the way um yes another, another thing too about the defense that you mentioned um so like dj last year was a really good on ball defender okay a good on ball defender yeah but he couldn't switch whereas yes, jj like He's just he's is a little bit taller, but he's so much more like ferocious and like oh, he hustles so much more. And Jalen Jackson, the same thing there. Anybody on this team can switch with anybody, and I think that's another huge important thing, especially in college basketball. Yes, I. I mean, again, we have, we have to give credit, obviously, to the coaching staff. They have just been amazing defensively. But what more do you expect? I mean, what else can you say about them? Okay, um. Do you have your? question I asked you to prepare, Colin? If not, I have one more. Yes. Oh, you do? Okay, go ahead. Yes. Do we see Drez continue to be more than just a shooter, or does this kind of just, is this what we're going to see just flashes the whole it's season? What I, I mean, it's, it's what I said just, you know, uh, 20 minutes ago or so, is that we need to see him do this against a good defense. Like, confidence is great and all. Mm-hmm. When you're playing Rice, and when you're playing UTEP, when you're playing those guys, then it's like, oh, I can go to the basket. I can do this. I can do that when you play louisiana tech it's not going to be there all the time so how do you and that's one thing i i I don't remember who i was talking to one day because you know we we go play basketball sometimes and I, i was telling one of my friends i was like it's crazy the difference between playing someone who's you know decent or not that good on defense and playing someone who is good on defense isn't as much about the positioning it's about just the physicality and that's what the good guards have to play through right so if you watch the nba or whatever or any any uh, upper level basketball the physicality that guards have to play through to get to the rim let i mean just to get in the paint let alone get to the rim is taxing it's difficult and so that's what javion's whole thing was that's where he had to find his comfort was like okay how am I going to get to my spot through this physicality? That's what he struggled with last year. This year, it was a little more just making the shots once he got to his spots, but it's the same thing. You're getting bumped everywhere. You're getting hand-checked. You're getting stripped a lot of times. That's what I want to see Drez play through, and I'm not saying he can't play through it, but I think that that's what I'm going to have to see. Like, Is he going to be able to just blow by a Amory Archibald on the perimeter? Like, That's asking a lot. And then Louisiana Tech's a big team too So you're going to have to finish oversized nonetheless Or get to the free throw line Drez showed me a lot this weekend In his ability just to catch and go Which is what I think I said on this podcast That he just needs to catch an attack Instead of waiting for a screen Or waiting for a closeout That's where he's at his best And he showed me a lot this week But next week is really going to show me What I need to know about this team And him him specifically I think. What do you think? Uh, I mean I I agree with everything you said I just think that his role is going to be like you said just the catch-and-go and And I think that's all I really want to see is in transition especially when it's like a three on two or something like that is to instead of slowing it down and like waiting because you're you're scared of missing or whatever you just need to go at the guy and we saw that against the first first game in rice whereas in the second game you you could kind of see he didn't really have the ability to get around guys as quick um, or he just kind of drive into the paint which is which is great because he wasn't doing that before but I don't need him to, you know, to get through two guys like Javion does and, and finish. I just need him to act as a threat, so it's not just Javion. That no, that makes sense. That does make sense. And I, I more than anything though, uh, going into these <clears> next <throat> games against Louisiana Tech, is I need him to make open threes. I think that's the first and foremost thing for him. Like yes, we want him to drive. I think in the long run he's going to have to be able to drive. In this immediate future series against Louisiana Tech, if he can shoot forty percent and up. In these two games, they're going to have a good chance of winning. Yep. Because if he, let's just say he goes 2-5 in both games. That's pretty big for this team. That's pretty big. So we'll see how Drez um, shakes out, um, how he looks next week specifically. I probably could have done this at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, probably should have. If you had to rank the top five players in North Texas this weekend and only this weekend, how would you rank it? Javion one, Zach two, Reese three. Mm. Hold on. Let me think with you. Hmm. Uh, t- this is when it gets tough. Uh, Thomas? I, I guess Thomas. Offensively, he's kind of concerning me a little bit, tiny bit. Um, oh, you mean when he went 4-4 in the Friday game and... Three of four in the Sunday game. I'm not even gonna lie, it doesn't even feel like that happened. It doesn't feel like it. I remember looking after the first <laughs> <game>. I didn't <laughs> I haven't game. looked at the stats, so that's that's okay. Well I'm wrong. Okay, well, no, yet. after Thomas. the first after the first <laughs> game, I was like I was like, oh damn, did Thomas like even score? And then I looked he went four for four. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. His is insane too. Oh, as well. he's just a monster. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So then Thomas four. Uh five. And then five, I guess, Drez. Drez. It's gotta I be Drez. Guess. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, I'll want, go with Drez. Let me look at their first game. Yeah, probably Drez. Yeah, probably Drez. So we just named the five starters after talking about this team's depth, the whole podcast. I mean, you could, you might be able to switch JJ out for Drez, but no, I'm sticking. That one three Drez hit was big time in that first game, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Okay. So, are you, are we expecting a split from Louisiana Tech this week? Mm. Too early to say. That This is it. This is it. Oh god. Go I was going to hit you with a sweep. I mean, why not? You're just rattling off all the other hot takes you have. No. No, and I say I say it for this reason. Did you hear the, Oh, you didn't watch the broadcast, obviously. No. Uh North Texas is 17. And won in one in their last eighteen games at home, the one loss coming to Bracy. Basically, just going nuclear, and since these are both home games, that's where it's like, is it going to be a split? The context of that is tough, though. Is it? I mean, if you look at who they played at home this season, no, 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 no. But nice. I mean, I mean, that's seven—the last eighteen home games. Okay, that's... well, seventeen of them. Okay, well, the last seven have been against teams worse than Louisiana Tech. All right. Let's keep going down the line. West Kentucky, obviously that's a good win. Um they lost the Louisiana Tech one like you said. They beat Old Dominion last year at home. Charlotte at home. UTEP UTSA Rice FAU FIU. Then you go back to non conference and you're like Texas Wesleyan. Yeah, those don't up. count though. Little Rock is a good win and then they lost to Oklahoma. So since the Oklahoma game basically you're saying they're seventeen and one so that's where it's like a tough like because it, it because both that La Tech game and the Oklahoma game were winnable like they were competitive very I mean obviously the La Tech game but even the Oklahoma game like it was like if JV at all they're like up to speed like that's also possibly a, like they just play way better at home somehow the thing is so Louisiana Tech like I said they're really good defensively just up there with North Texas great D, great Defensive team. Offensively, they are hit or miss, though. They are about 50- I think they're like 60 spots below North Texas on offense, according to Ken Palm. And they are shooting 34% from three, which isn't terrible, but it's not, you know, it's like average. Major. Yeah, it's like it's average. They're making 7.3 per game, whereas North Texas is making. Eight per game, which is so it's not that big of a difference. But North Texas is shooting thirty nine point four percent from three. I, I do think it's hard to imagine if North Texas shoots the ball well. Like if they shoot eight of eighteen, even eight of twenty is forty percent. If they shoot eight of twenty from three in these games, like let's say each one they shoot eight of twenty, that's hard to beat. Yeah. I think and not only that this is where the depth could come in especially when you have when La Tech it doesn't really I mean I'm assuming they don't have depth like they haven't really had in the past where they're playing physical the whole game yeah I mean the so that's where Louisiana Tech has to keep this low scoring and obviously North Texas doesn't mind it being low scoring that's fine with them but I'm just saying the potency of offenses it favors North Texas going into this right with the three point shooting with Javion finding his rhythm it favors North Texas. Last year, we had a game between these two teams that was 51-50 to when Javion hit the buzzer beater, something yep. like that, 50-49. to Hey, man, we might be seeing these games in the 50s. We could. And we might just have to embrace them. I like games like that. At the end of the day, <laughs> if one of these teams gets a sweep, they, the, the loser is going to be in a big, big hole. Definitely uphill battle. If Louisiana Tech loses, they'll be seven and five. If Nor if North loses, they'll be five and three. Five and wait, no, they were four and one.
1: Oh, you mean like five, you five mean get
0: sweep by La Tech? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Oh, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. The most likely outcome is a split, and I would put that. I'd I'd say there's probably a seventy five percent. No, there's probably an eighty percent chance that it's a split. Do you agree? Man, I don't want to, but. Yeah, I mean Then I we'll say, if, yeah, sure 15% chance North Texas sweeps 5% chance um, Louisiana, La Tech sweeps I just don't see Like if both of these games Are going to be super close Super defensive Super come down to One, two, three possessions I That asking a lot for a team To win that game twice War of attrition, man North Texas sweeps Alright Alright You heard it here first we uh all know Colin speaks with a level head. Do you want <laughs> Listen, I got to be I got to I got to add some kind of spice, you know? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh what I have a question ask? for you. Um, um who, And is anyone trending down for you at this point in the season? Uh Cuz I was trying to think and I was like There's only one. There's only one. Okay. Possible answer. And I don't even know if I would say it completely. And I think it's Terrence Right, but but I mean like, outside of opportunity. Like when he's on the court, like he's like whenever that person's on the court, it's like oh they're way worse than they were earlier, or they're worse than they were earlier in the season. No, no, there's and no I way. and I feel like I was because I was trying to go through. I was like, is anybody actually like trending downward like, at all? And I th- and I, and it's kind of crazy that this team has been you know so consistent up to this point. Yeah, they have. They have been. I mean, and I say Terrence, but I, I mean Terrence still is a piece that's going to play 10 minutes a game for this team. And I think it's perfectly fine playing 10 minutes a game. Like he is a person who can defend, rebound, and score well enough. He earns his 10 minutes a game. He's not just someone they have to throw out there. Right. Now, Abu, I think, has been playing pretty well. But I wouldn't – they'd probably play him five, six minutes against Louisiana Tech. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he does. He, he defensively he's not he's uh he's not quite there. He's still getting there. Still yeah. still working. Still working. Still working. All right, Colin. I believe that's all we have for today's podcast. You don't have any more questions? You only asked 2. You said you had 4. I asked 5. 4 5 questions. I asked 4. I don't remember them. I asked what does JV on being back mean for the others? I had rank us I had us ranked top 5 players. I had how I said how legit is this team's depth and I said are they the best team in conference you say? Well, you didn't say are they the best team. You attacked me and said you were wrong, but, you know, that's fine too. Look, (laughs) let's just relax, okay? Let's not rehash it. Uh, If they sweep sweep Louisiana Tech, I'll be right there with you, waving the flag all the way. I just need to see them be a good team here, all right? Because we can't come on here and say UAB is not legit and North Texas is, even though North Texas, in theory, has the best player on either team. So I get where you're coming from. I I really do. I really do. I get where you're coming from, and I think that they have that potential. Okay, we'll see it. We'll see it this week. We will see this week. And I think Western plays somebody good this week as well. Actually, let me double check that last thing before we we go. Western Kentucky is their game against Old Dominion. Obviously, got postponed. They're supposed to play at FAU, and FAU is not bad. Yeah. Actually, can, okay, can I can I ask two questions before we before we okay, head out? Sure. First question, are these games going to get rescheduled? I believe so, yes. Okay. There's a 2-week period between the last game of the season and the conference tournament, and I was told that those 2 weeks were designated makeup spots. I think they're not scheduling them yet because they don't know what they need to take priority. You know what I mean? Right. So, North Texas versus UAB, I 1000% expect to get rescheduled those two games like is it uh, is that they'd re- only reschedule games that have implications toward the tournament for well like if it's two, su- ma- like like because well, you I'm- have odu right now and uab that takes up if you're going to the same schedule that takes up two weeks you know in terms of like if you're going to do the friday yes Saturday but thing. okay so so they're going to do division teams first right because they're doing this whole division thing where they're oh, right teams are playing yeah. their divisions and then they play the other divisions like three teams off from the other ones So at this moment, I expect UAB and Old Dominion to be the two teams that are in those two weeks. However, if Southern Miss, let's say, Southern Miss versus North Texas gets postponed, then they'll kick out Old Dominion, and they'll put Southern Miss in that slot. Gotcha. Okay. So now I'd be curious if let's say the Southern Miss one got postponed, but then they like just knock on wood. The Marshall one gets postponed, but the Marshall one maybe has implications on a conference championship or something like that. How they would do that, I don't know. Um, I'm assuming you would still go conf- uh, division because the division is... Have you heard how they're doing the conference tournament this year? No, With I haven't. The two one-seeds from the top divisions. It, it's basically like they're doing it like... The so you know how the, okay I'm not going to go through all this but look it up if you get the chance um, it's basically the top six teams from each division get in the play, get in the postseason and they're cross matching them from there so the, the three or the four play the five from the other divisions and oh starts. I see what you're saying okay so that's why I think they're going to go straight divisions first and go from there uh, and then second second question which is a good closeout question is this week the most important week for contending teams for the conference championship Well, the thing is, UAB plays another awful... Stop team. with UAB. Stop. UAB is not doing anything. There are three teams that are doing this. I just this. have to mention, they're 7-1. Mention- okay. I have to mention them. Okay. I'm sorry their strength of schedule is not good. Alright, they play UTEP, okay? At home. Okay. In a series, okay? I don't <laughs> want to hear UAB is is contending ever again in my entire look, life. Look, after they play UTEP, then they play LaTeX and Old Dominion. and Yeah, and they'll lose, like, like, think they win one of those games. Anyways, is... okay, good. For La Tech, North Texas, and Western, is this the most important slate of games that they have? One hundred percent. Well, like, like this this week, does this week? Does this week? Do you think determine basically depending some crazy stuff? Determine almost in a sense, who's going to get it? Yes. Like, if Western sweeps and North Texas splits, that's a big deal. No, yeah, if absolutely. Any of those, if any of those three teams sweep, that's a big deal. If they all tie, if they all split, then we're like, okay, we're a little muggy right now, and UAB will be up considerably stop, stop, if they sweep UTEP, stop. which I expect them to. This is what would happen if UAB. Hold on, I just got to – There's a tangent here. If UAB wins the conference championship, they're gonna go into the tournament and get wrecked. They're just gonna get absolutely destroyed by Western Law <laughs> Tech or North Texas. I think Old Dominion and Marshall would also give them problems. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, man. All right, I'm sorry, but yeah, oh, no. We'll I, I mean, you have to think. North Texas going into this home, you know, you're you're gonna try to obviously. I mean, you're they really, sweep, really gonna sweep. try really hard for this. I they think because then next week they have Southern Miss. Right. And Lord knows that's a sweep. Yeah. You know. Not right. All and always. then you just go up games. Like oh, you're in the driver's gosh. seat at that point. Oh. Oh, if they sweep Louisiana Tech, I will be on this podcast doing cartwheels. Can you even cartwheel? I I oh you've never seen The Office. It's for those who've seen the office, it's like when Creed tries doing a cartwheel and <laughs> he does a really bad one and he says, I did it. So you, you don't get the reference, but if you've seen the office, you don't you, get I did. it. Um that's how I do cartwheel. So anyways. Okay. All right. <laughs> for Colin Mitchell, um, I'm Matthew Bruni. Follow us on Twitter at Mean Green 24-7. Um, have a juicy story going up tomorrow, Monday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, follow us on Twitter there at CGH Mitchell at Matthew Bruni underscore. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple and leave us a five-star rating and review. Just scroll down. We're at 44, man. If we can just get one more. Colin has to do something. I don't remember what it is. but he has <laughs> That was to do only something. if it was done that week, and that was like two months ago. Is that true? So I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Go back. I, mean, and listen we, I can do something anyways if you want. I don't care. All right. Well, if we get forty-five subs, Colin will do something. Okay. Something. I don't know what I'll do. Might just okay. might just stand in the square at UNT and take a get a photo up. <laughs> we'll do a Colin photo up if we have forty-five. <laughs> What's that even mean, a Colin? Like guys, people come up to me and take a picture with me, take a photo with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even knows who you are. They just. call no, it be <laughs> the most. It'd be the most awkward thing ever. We just started asking people. Hey, can you take a photo with him? over under one and a half? We can definitely get two people. We can definitely get two people. One hundred percent. Get Grant. We'll get Grant out there, and then we're talking. Congratulations, Grant McCann. He's frame it. I'll sign it. We did We had, we should probably do this when we hit fifty so fifty reviews and not forty five because fifty is just a round number, you know. Forty five is pretty good. Fifty, we should do you. That's the Bruni photo op. <laughs> okay. All right, sounds good. All right, um, anyways, what was I saying? Subscribe on uh, Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud as well. Send this to your friends, send it to everybody you know that follows and cares about North Texas sports or Conference USA basketball because we you know, cover the best team in Conference USA according to Colin Mitchell. Um, what am I forgetting? Oh, um, subscribe to meering 247com We are doing a 60% off deal right now at this moment. I believe it closes tomorrow. So, check it out. The first. I believe it ch- Yeah, I believe it's tomorrow. Just click on the link. We have it pinned on our Main Green 24-7 Twitter page. So, yeah, check that out. For Colin Mitchell, for Maya Mitchell, who is now with us, I'm Matthew Bruni. We'll talk to you later.